0: Yes, people, what's going on? Uh, Welcome to the first episode of Cam's Conversations, um, a place where we invite men uh, to come on and talk about um, their experiences with their mental health um, and trying to break down the stigmas around uh, men's mental health uh, and all the stereotypes that comes with it. Um, So yeah, thank you for joining us. um, And we hope you enjoy. So, first of all, uh, if you don't know, I'm Cameron, um, and I'm going to be the host of this show, um, of this podcast, um, and our first uh, brave guest, um, none other than uh, a lifelong friend of mine, uh, my good friend, James Penfold. um, We'll say Jimmy for the podcast. Yeah, Jimmy for the podcast, because no one (laughs) calls you James. So... Uh, Jimmy has been kind enough to, uh, um, kind enough and brave enough to jump on um, as the first guest for our podcast, which is obviously as anyone who struggles with mental health or um, just in general life really, uh, understands how hard it is to open up um, and talk about things that's gone on in your life, Um, Jimmy's kindly enough been uh, the first person to offer and uh, open up uh, about his story, uh, which is a very inspiring one um to say the least. Um so yeah um without further ado we're just gonna jump straight into it we're gonna keep it nice and chilled and we're just gonna have a nice conversation um and we're just gonna go over some points we're gonna dive into Jimmy's uh past um some events that's happened in Jimmy's life that um has formed him into the man that he is today. Um so yeah we hope you enjoy it. Um, and once again thank you for listening. Um, so where should we start? If you want to tell them a bit about you, um, who you are, how we know each other, kind of give them the background information and then we'll kind of roll on from there. All right well as Cameron said, my name's Jimmy, well
1: paper exchange but name is Jimmy. Um, so I've known Cameron since, well theoretically since birth. Since they dot. since they doctored, like theoretically since they doctored, so mm. our parents were friends from a young age, um, and they knew each other during pregnancy. And then we kind of, I was raised in Mitchum, Cameron was raised in Science anyways, and Ways, so we kind of kept apart. And then ended up at secondary school, and then yeah, went yeah. from there. And since then we've been close friends. Obviously, I've been a part of mental muscle, helping with the football side of things, and obviously the guys that I've seen YouTube before, I've been a part of that. Um, but yeah, safe to say that I'm confident talking about this because. With Cameron, you've been a part of the journey as much <clears throat> as most people. You know, of all the kind of significant things that have happened in my life, Cameron's been there uh, to support and also
0: been a part of it as well. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, man, well, we go back to our school days, really. Yeah, like, man. So, yeah, man. I remember it was just that weird thing where it was like you turn up first day of year seven and we're all bobbing around the school, and it was like, I don't even know how we got to our first conversation. I just remember it was in the playground. Used with someone I know from my class, yeah. and used with someone and I think I can't remember which boy it was. He was in your tutor group, and then we just got chatting, and then it probably took us like a good six months to a yeah, year. Took us it took a long time. football in your mum was there. Yeah, yeah. So, so Jimmy was playing for the uh, the rival football team that I was playing for, um, and then we kind of uh, did a bit of a sly cool. transfer at the end of the season. <laughs> we kind of brought Jimmy into so like, on, well. on the on the little sly one. Um, and then it was only then, when our, when our mums met then, mm. it was a bit like, oh Jesus, like, I know you, you're from this, this and that. And yeah. they used to play darts together in Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were just like, small world, like this was years ago when um, both our mums were pregnant with us. Um, so yeah, the world works in mysterious yeah, ways. It yeah, exactly. was so yeah. strange. And then since then, know? it was like joint at the hip yeah. throughout the older secondary so. school, played for all the same football teams, did everything together, um, so yeah, no, a bit. crazy. Um, so, uh, if we're gonna dive in a little bit deeper, um, we'll start talking about uh, your mental health experiences, mm-hmm. uh, what's happened with you, what triggered, what happened for your mental health to start maybe taking some dips, yeah. your tough times, um, yeah, I'm gonna leave this all to you. You, you, you put in what you want them to hear. You put out. No, of course, right? man. Um, it's it's completely up to you. Um, but I think they'll they'll definitely enjoy uh, where you come from and what you stand for. Yeah, well, I mean, so for me personally, my mental health kind of kicked
1: in and took a negative turn around the age of 14. Um, so obviously my, my story of the depression and anxiety and stuff like that i kind of did downhill on the f- 30th of march 2014 which was the day i lost my mum um At which so i was 14 so
0: we was in year nine so i remember mean, we, we was playing football you I was know what i remember the exact day it um, tells it in a way. yeah we were uh, i remember your mum went in on a friday night i'm pretty sure your mum went in during uh, in that week and you told me you come into school and you told me like oh mum's had a bit yeah. of a bit of a downhill again. Um, I'm sure she'll be all right, she'll just see it through. And then I remember Saturday night, I remember I got to you like, oh, uh, how's mum doing? And you was like, yeah, she's all right. She's staying overnight again. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday we played football in Chesington and we both had the game of our lives. We played so well. And then I remember later on, I remember you went to the hospital Mm -hmm. and then I found out the next morning yeah,
1: because um, yeah, I text you because it happened early hours in that time. Yeah. But yeah, no, so kind of the, the situation that was, so when I was younger, I think, it must have been like 10 or 11, we was on our way down to a Bob and the in the car. Uh, and a car was coming behind our car um, and hit us. And I was lucky enough to come out alright. I was in the back seat and my mum and my mum were in the front seat. Um, my mum didn't come off as the right, she really damaged her arm. Ever since that she kind of um, just had really bad arm problems. Obviously, all that bone, which had to put a in there, and the bone, and just crushed down. So um, because of that, obviously, it makes you quite vulnerable to illnesses and stuff like that. And unfortunately, a couple of years down the line, my mum did get cancer um, in a numerous amount of places. Uh, But I wasn't really, I was too young for that to understand at the time. So my mum actually never, even to this day, never actually said to me that I've got cancer. She never said to me she wasn't well. I kind of put the pieces together, being a nosy little Roman child I was, I was <laughs> going through all the drawers in the house thinking what's going on, why is everyone so dumb? And yeah. Eventually I found I found a book about cancer and how to heal it and stuff like that. And I did bring it up and question it. And then mm. my mum kind of said that I asked for a friend. And then I went on the laptop and there was more stuff there. So I eventually put two and two together. And no matter how many times I asked her, she would never tell me. Yeah, I think it's, it's hard. hard. Isn't it? um, but no, I started to eventually clock on. My mum was going into hospital a lot um so she was actually ill for a good two or three years before she passed away yeah so we kind of it was unable to walk that she was going to pass in, so we just didn't have a time and when mm. uh so yeah i remember so she kept going into hospital and it was getting really bad and i turned around to my dad one day and she turned around to him and said look you need to tell me what's going on because i know something's not like, right but it's not fair for me to keep guessing like, yeah, to no, and i got really upset and got a bit emotional and just said to me like look your mum's your not well i'm not supposed to tell you but it's to not tell you, so I found out yeah, from those. Course. So like, like you said, that like you were aware of what was going on. A lot of people were aware at the time. Mm. I've always been very open with it. That like I've always been confident in talking about stuff like this because
0: talking is the answer to most things. Yeah, I can't lie. From one thing, I think one thing for me that stands out a lot was your one thing. I think one thing I learned a lot from you from a young age was to not worry about actually talking out mm. because you you had all of this going on in your life and. Let it get to you. Ooh. you know what I mean? You come in every day to school and you're smiling, you're laughing, oh, yeah. and all this. And half the school, we are to a big school, right? Where there's like 2,000 people in our school, and people, three quarters, 99% of these people look at Jimmy and they see, like, all you'd hear is, ah, oh, he's so funny, he's such a bubbly guy, like, he seems so happy, and all of this. Mm. And then it's mad because you've got this whole other life mm. on the other side of it, like, so that's one thing I definitely learned from you from a young age is that your uh, your ability to just talk how you feel just and talk what's going that. on and you just you had that mentality like I'm gonna to take today for what today is mm-hmm. and I'm gonna to take tomorrow for tomorrow is yeah, yeah no so with that, oh, <laughs> I cut that out. so yeah that no, with the whole I mental health
1: thing going back to that so yeah so obviously we knew it was coming for a long time and my mom kind of throughout the last kind of few months of my life did remain in Royal Marsden Hospital and um, big shout out to them because they've done a lot for us and um, definitely done a lot for my mum so big up to Royal Marsden um, so yeah she was in hospital for a of months of her life and it was coming up to Mother's Day so my mum did actually pass away on Mother's Day um, which was the Sunday and then so she was in hospital for a long time um, and then it was on the Saturday that she was allowed to be released because they said like you're looking you're looking a little better at the moment so we'll let you go out for a couple of days and you can come back and then so she went to my god mums in Ashford for like spa day or like shopping trip you know and I mean, the yeah, yeah. hospital for months at the time. Yeah, like, you get it, deteriorate anyone. Mm. Um, so she went. I've done a bit of shopping. So we've gone to football, we played. at Chosen were kind of our rivals at the time as well. Yeah, yeah, we yeah always, As well. Yeah. Um, and then we played the game. And I remember I looked around after, and I'm quite an open person when it comes to my, uh, my friends' parents. Like I'd always call them Marge and Father, and, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, I always give my hug and kiss and all that stuff. Like I'm very open with my like, my people's families. And I remember I went round to everyone's mum on the side of the pitch, even like your army and stuff like that, and went, oh, happy Mother's Day, blah, 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 Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And I remember I just looked round and I remember my mum's not even in. Do you know what I mean? I like was saying to all these people, and everyone's going out to their mum's happy Mother's Day, and I didn't get a chance to do that. Yeah. So I remember I walked away from the football pitch, we got in the car, um, we are going home, and obviously I was planning on seeing my mum that day anyway, she went to come home. Mm. I remember me and my dad were in the car, and I must have called her about three or four times no answer. And then I remember my dad called and had no answer. That my god my godmother who she was with called us up and was like, look, she's going to hospital, she's really not well. Yeah. So we've driven up, driven up there. Um and by the time we got there, my nun's there, my granddad's there, like obviously all close family, my siblings included, were there. Yeah.
0: Um
1: and missing the weight of it and was proper, proper emotional. That. Yeah. Obviously, like I said, I was only 14. So I guess. And where I've seen my mum in hospital so many times, it's just like, oh, mum's not well again. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it got to the point where we had so many close experiences that it was just like another one's just like oh, She'll be fine, she's a very strong woman, Do you know what yep. I mean? You knew her like, she was yeah. a fighter regardless. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't have looked at her and thought, like well, she's unwell with her how, no, she her, parents, her, well. how her personality was like yeah. before she was unwell, she wouldn't let her get her down. No. So i went to the hospital and I walked into the room that she's in and she's there and there, she's got a the mask on and stuff and she's trying to talk to me but she's not able to. Yeah. But I'm in there having yeah. a laugh with her, going, what are you worrying for? that? come on, get on with it, get on with it, like we're all good here. Yeah. I've got making the way room and I mean, everyone's getting really emotional at this point. Um and then my dad's come, my dad's has been to me and said look it's time to kind time to of say your goodbyes now really. Yeah. Um, so we've got in there, you know, I'm holding her hand and she's trying to talk to me but she's not allowed to take this mask off. But no, was not saying, saying not taking it off. No, off. of course bro. So she's trying to talk to me, she's holding my hand and all that stuff and then I did actually give her her mother's day present and her card but unfortunately she would never actually got the opportunity to open it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember all my family were like, right, I'm sitting on my football stuff at this point. Yeah. I'm upset about, do a centre back. I'm doing big slide tackles, shoebacks, everything. Doing big slide tackles, covered in mud, sitting in this hospital. So my family were like, like, go home. You know, obviously, at the time, I'm too young, so they don't want me to be around You don't like want to spend home. too much time around that environment like so, um, Yeah, man, yeah. next thing I knew, I'd gone home and then she'd have passed away. So yeah. Yeah, that was kind of. That's that for or... me, yeah, peacefully. Like, peacefully. I, mean, I mean she's definitely resting well yeah. uh, on that that's the big thing as well, a lot of people do question me like in the sense of like, I'm not a big crier, I'm not a very emotional person. So when it happened for me like so I remember on the Monday I you were, you were taking well. yeah, so so had taken a day off school for me as well. I took a whole week. Yeah, I remember. So I remember
0: taking a day off of school for me. No, do you know what? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. And then we walked up to school. When we went back to school.
1: Yeah. And probably, then we. Everyone
0: know, was, no, like, no. was like, "What are you doing?" Well, here? Do you know what? It was that morning. You know, I got up, and obviously we're so young. So my mum was still. When I wake up in the morning, she'd bring me my school clothes. Hmm. She'd be like, she'd hang them up the night before, and then she'd bring them to me in the morning when I woke up. And then, you know, like, you just know when someone, mm. when that vibe is in there. And I was just like, hmm. And then, um, I was like, we just had a lovely day yesterday for Mother's Day. I was like, what could possibly be wrong? And then I went downstairs and I remember she was crying. I was like, no, this ain't right. Mm. And I remember I was in there. She took me into the dining room. She sat down and she told me, and I remember I just burst into tears. Mm. And I was like, what? And my, my nan was, and at this point, my, when my nan lived local, mm. she'd come down, uh, so she so she'd be at my house two days a week. Yeah. Um, like kind of just helping out and stuff. And I remember she was waiting in the car for me, thinking that my mum wasn't gonna tell me. Mm. And then she told me, and I just remember I just cried. Mm. And then I was like, I need to go there. Yeah, yeah. And my mum was like, I have no worries about yeah, you. And about, 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 you, about, you about you about you not going to school because of this. Yeah. I come to your I got my nan to drop me you to yours, I come in, I remember Shelly, it was just you and Shelly there. Yeah, Shelly's and my sister right? uh, Shelly's, uh, Jimmy's sister and your dad your dad wasn't in there yet I remember no it was just you and Shelly and you were watching a movie you were sitting on the floor and I come in and then I was sitting there and all of this and we was all fine we was all just sitting there and it was quiet but it's like it was nice it was just, like, it was just nice to be there mm. I remember your dad came in and then everything just went everything just went yeah. left yeah. and then I was crying, Jimmy's crying, Shelly's crying, and we're just thinking, flipping hell, man. Yeah, like, what has happened? Like, you've gone from such a high yeah. to just such a well, low that's, in that's 24 that's hours. That's right. yeah, what's exactly. Like, yeah, I what's corner, and I think, you know what, bro? I think the more I think about it, I think that was definitely a sign for me where I was like, you can't take anything. Not, not I, at all, not at all. We've gone, and friends.
1: that's one thing that I've always regretted is that I did take it for granted in the sense of, you know, with that being the last time my mum was there, when I was there, I was acting like it wasn't the last time. Mm. You know, what I mean, you never, but, you did, you did never do know when your last time was So you've common, got to take bro. everything as it comes. Yeah, man, you got to appreciate everything you have got. And like, yeah, I think but and that's when, the big thing. That's probably that's been my problem. I've never, I never appreciated nothing. Mm so that's, that's kind of what I have nowadays I'm like any opportunity I get I'll do just it just go for I'll it I'll do it I'll try well. to say yeah. no as much as I can but then again that's not that's not a consistent thing that's a new thing for me like, it's been the mm. last last few months I've learned to start saying yes to things I wouldn't normally say yes yeah, to yeah of course because, man. because I've finally come to the age of the understanding where you've just got to take everything as it comes and
0: I think one thing for you right I think at 14 years old mm. bro some most I, I'm Generally speaking, right? Most people live the majority of their lives with their parents in their life, like, yeah. it's only like, obviously it's so unfortunate, but like whenever they go, like, I can't imagine that feeling whatsoever. Oh, um, but I just think at 14 <laughs> years old, to go through something like that is just no. mental. Like, and, I, and even to this day, the first thing I say whenever I, um, I'll introduce you to somebody, or uh, somebody mentions you, and I'm talking, and, we, uh, and we're talking, um, the first thing I say is just the strongest person I've ever met in my life, like genuinely. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't name somebody. Like if that was me, mm-hmm. I have no idea what I would have done. Of course, but th-
1: this is another thing as well. Obviously, when we went out to school the day after we went to the cafe, and walked up to school. And I remember there was teachers coming up to me, hugging me and crying and there was obviously overwhelmed like, by it and, and It was a bit like wait
0: what? Yeah. Like Do you know? And yeah. then like obviously that obviously, obviously the whole school. Obviously found out at this point. A lot of people. And
1: there was about. there was obviously like other students like you know, people that we were to school with coming up to me and being like, Oh, what are you doing? Why are you here? What's going on? Like and all this stuff. But like, this is the thing mate, like I've said it to a lot of people, obviously a lot of people that still have both their parents will turn around to someone that doesn't have one of their or even both of their parents if you're unfortunate that much. Mm. And they'll be like, How are you doing that? I can never imagine it. But if I lost my mum and you had lost your mum, Mm-mm. I could never tell you how you feel. No. We could have lost our parents on the exact same day for the exact same reason. Yeah. And there was no way hell on earth you that feel we feel the same way. No. You know, no. I I'm very fortunate. I know people that have lost their mum that have taken it, taken it really, really badly. Yeah. And for me personally, I'm very, as horrible as it might sound, like, very emotionless to the situation because I just accepted the fact that nothing is going to change now. Yeah, of course. And that's a big thing. And for me, like, I'm very fortunate to have someone like my dad because my dad is very old school. My dad's very straight to the point. Yeah. You know, there's no beating around the bush. He's <laughs> straight not. up, this is what's happening. <laughs> so my dad was like to me, "You've just got to get on with it." Bro. Yeah. And it was always so
0: true that like, you have just got to get on with it. Like, there was. I remember you back in school within like a week. Yeah. People, <laughs> <So, laughs> I because quite a few people had found out by then. Yeah. Because everyone was a bit like. I remember, I remember you was getting a lot of texts, and I was getting quite a few texts like, yeah. "Why are you not at school?" Mm. And then we're just saying to these people like, "Don't worry." No, but do then it. word spreads, and then remember we turned up on Monday, and then it was just everyone was just like, "Everyone yeah, well, I seen that guy just did it." I was like, "What are you doing back like, here?" What are you doing back here? Yeah. Like, even I, even when I turned up, and I was like, I knew you was coming, but when I see you in that back in that uniform, I was just like. This is mental. Yeah. I was like a week ago. But I tell you what, I, I I never regret like I don't
1: regret anything, yeah. But I really do not regret going back to school. I think that's personally the best thing that I could have done. hundred percent if I'm sitting indoors, obviously with my with my dad being depressed and my siblings being depressed about it as well, if I'm sitting indoors that mentality staying with me. Yeah, I was course. very fortunate to get on with a lot of people in school. Like there was very few people that would come out to me in school and say I don't like
0: you. I remember there was there was a great support system ever. Oh as well. mate, absolutely. We gotta give one shout out. I know she'll probably never, ever, ever watch this. Miss Lamar. Miss, Lamar. Miss Lamar. Oi. Yes, uh, honestly, Miss Lamar, if you see this, you are up there with the elite human beings. Yeah, hundred percent. This woman 100%. was the. She was the best. She was like our oh, kind of counselor at school really. Yeah, she was but like, hey, well,
1: to, be fair, to be fair, I can't even knock the whole system like, I wasn't a massive fan of school in general, like you know that. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't the world best well behaved. Yeah. My attendance wasn't the best. But as an older person now, but I haven't been in secondary school for four years, like I appreciate the whole system. Even the teachers at like, school you don't like. Yeah. And nowadays I appreciate that because that's just that's just the economy. That's yeah. just the way the world works. As people that that, as people do like Yeah, but that's why But like, there's so many teachers that would never understand it but that. Like, even just with us down in general, like a massive thank you because just giving me
0: the opportunity to come back to school and just to be treated as normal is a massive help. Yeah because I think sometimes it's hard because if something like tragic happens to you, you get a lot of that sympathy stick. Yeah. And I think sometimes that can that can um, that can lead to like a negative effect because it's just like I feel like you're only doing this because you know what has happened to hmm. me. Whereas Riddlesdown it was kinda of like, listen, you're gonna come on under our wing mm-hmm. but we're not gonna treat you any different to any other no. shooting. No, of course. But just know if you need to get out of that classroom and you need yeah. to go and speak well, to the they someone,
1: did they used to give me like this special card, and if I want yeah, to five minutes yeah, yeah, time yeah. out and let me go out. Yeah. Let me do my thing, or they wanted me to go out and sit in the staff room for a lesson. Yeah. So I just couldn't control myself of that was obviously a big factor in me is like with the, with my experiences, I never channeled them in in, in like a negative emotion. I just got like, really angry. Yeah, it was always my channel and I never cry, I just get really angry and the just school and the school understood that. Yeah. They understood that and they said that like, if you get to the point where your anger is uncontrollable because of obviously I did experience counselling at a younger age. Yeah. But without that, if I was just in a lesson I got too angry, I wouldn't have been able to control the outcome. Nice. So then the school allowed me to get away from that. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that from the school's behalf. Um So yeah, um, uh, just onto the chat. So it really started all yeah, from that really, from the 30th of March individual experiences on the way there as well so like for example now my dad's not very well as you're yeah. aware like my dad's not very well we don't we're not entirely sure how much he's got left um but he's still fucking strong now he's still getting on with it so yeah. fair play to my old man like yeah. getting on with life More advanced, yeah. But, um yeah like he, he's being told that you know he's, he might not live a year. and yeah you know what I mean we're always on the edge with that but what I do respect like both of my parents considering the circumstances that they've been in they both just got on with it. And that's a short factor with me, Cam. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm people at the moment where I'm just getting on with it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't dwell on the past, I just get on with it and take everything as a lesson. And that's <laughs> that's, that's something that I've taken from my parents without question because yeah. they've both been in serious like serious imminent circumstances
0: but they've both just got on with it. And every time you see them it's just this it was just mm. there was just nothing. It mm. was just like Kim uh, always had the biggest smile on her face. Yeah, yeah. Every time I see her, I come in, and I, I remember even one day I come in, and you remember she had to have that thing at, her, at your house, the um, the big machine thing. And That's she had to. Totally yeah, yeah. I remember there was just, just this one time, and it was the only time I see her with it. And I walked in, and she was in the front room, and um, she literally just had this thing for a day. Um, and I was just like, a big hug, we kiss like, and then I just, I just, she was just so positive, mm. and I was just, I just, I remember I walked into you and I was just like, I don't know how you do it, mm. I don't know how you do it, um, but yeah, no, I think what, there's one thing, is that your parents and you, are just, just have that mindset where, mm. no matter what happens today, no matter what happened yesterday, no matter what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm you just got on with mm-hmm. it and you did everything with a smile on your face you always made people happy um i was just thinking it's just class mm-hmm. it's just class and if you can keep passing that down and passing <laughs> that down and passing yeah. that down then you're into a winner much. Yeah. well then again there was
1: also negative a bit obviously that was always my mentality was to just get on with it and yeah. kind of face that and just get on with life however that did kind of impact me in a way that I went negatively because I did boil up my emotions. Mm. in the sense of there would have been times where I felt down on it, but I'd never be confident enough to speak up at a young age. Like you know, from fourteen from fourteen to the age of seventeen, people don't understand the pressure yeah. of GCSEs, getting to college, you know, getting the results, you know, turning from young, a young young child to an older child. Yeah, I yeah. think people understand the pressure of that. And like when I was in school the amount of elderly people that told me appreciate this time, take everything in. Mm. and you know, do this and that. And once you, as a kid, like, I tell my nephews and nieces now, they're like, Oh shut up right. <laughs> no so I'm doing exactly what we would have done. Exactly. And I'm sitting there now going, make the things I would have done to
0: go back then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: But yeah, so like that the problem that I, that you do have with just getting on with things sometimes and just bottling it up, Is that, miss- Is that later on well, in life it does come out oh, and it does it does most certainly push you to make the correct decisions. But obviously I have I have kind of to an extent different personalities and I have different friendship groups. So for example I've got you and the boys that are here tonight the mental muscle boys and that's my that's my sports lot, that's my that's my go-to really nice boys. Yeah. And I've lived a certain lifestyle that has also put really negative people around me mm. and put the wrong things around me and stuff yeah. like that. So you know so obviously when I was 14 mum passed away and I carried on in life, and to that nothing was wrong. And then it got to an point, maybe like a year later, where it did start to slightly affect me, and that's when the smoking came into it. Obviously, I remember the first party that we went to, someone offered me a cigarette, and I was like, "Yeah, give it a go." And because it kind of did channel some inside emotion, because of the mentality of me thinking that it would, yeah, it did, and that's how like the part of me smoking came into it, and that's how that carried on. But then obviously, sometimes you never just satisfy that, so obviously there was a point in my life where I did get involved with drugs. And, did get involved with wrong people yeah. and you know, people that I know in the rest of my life and reputation. But that's another thing that comes down to pressure. Yeah, of course. You know, you know, you know, that, and that everything in this world, people don't understand that like, everything is just, there is pressure in everything you do. Yeah, and, like, you even even, it, even it's a small thing, you get pressured into thinking what this person's outcome would be with that. And, you know, there's so much pressure everywhere and I feel like that's a massive part of the mental health now anyway. Yeah. It's because, like, so many people have mental health and anxiety and stuff like that, like problems with that because of the pressure that they receive elsewhere. Yeah. Like even coming down from parents nowadays. Yeah. So like for example, my dad comes from an era where you leave school at 16, you go to work at 16, you yeah. get a job like nothing, you pay your bills, you do your work, you go out and you do your stuff. Like, mm. You just get on with it. That's, that's the perspective of a man. Yeah. But in this day and age, now that we're in the modern day society that we live in, that isn't the case. You can't leave school at 16. Like, obviously you can they don't like you doing that, they don't no, like you okay. going to
0: colleagues, they don't know you leaving school early because and then you get in trouble.
1: And then even trying to get a job and that it's like getting a job nowadays is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah you and you get like an well, yeah. you know, yeah. uh,
0: apprenticeship
1: and that it's it's, yeah. it's it's difficult man, and that's the kind of things that mental health strived for that's been a big thing for me like the last few years with employment. So mm. for example I've always been a highly motivated person, I've always strive for success and I've always wanted good for me and my people but Rarely it is that there's always gonna be bumps in the way yeah. and you never will get that when you want that. Like, it's only now at twenty years old that I'm starting to see progress and starting to get success and mm. see where I want to go in life, but you've all your all your childhood are made to think that when you turn eighteen, that's it. Yeah. That's it. You know, your opportunities for your child's gone. Here's your money, here's your bills, that's what you've got to do. Yeah. But it's not it's not what it's like that. So that's the perception that we get. Yeah, exactly. You put so much pressure on you from a young age. Yeah, if you're not rich by 20, you if, yeah, <laughs> thirteen to 21, maybe on than 21. There are years that you enjoy. Yeah, but with the modern day society and the cost of life and stuff like that, that people have the pressure to start early on. Hmm. Like my dad's pushing me into working since I was like 15, 15 to get up, 20, quid a day on site, or going yeah. down to like a market or something like that. There was My dad pushed me into that because he understood that, That's, this is what it's like, Yeah, you've got to get your foot in the door early on. Mm. Um, but yeah, pressure is definitely a big part towards it all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, like I got involved with the wrong people, doing the wrong stuff. Um, I was involved with uh, selling the drugs as much as I'm doing them. Um, obviously I'm not involved with any more. I'm very happy to say that. Mm. But I understand how big it is in modern day society with stuff like that. and People that do go through mental health do resolve. And just stuff like that, because that was my outlet. My outlet was smoking and doing things that I knew full well I shouldn't have done because of be the thrill or the, the high to an extent that I got off it. Yeah. You know, it's just like you look for an excuse to put your emotions somewhere. Yeah. So, so for me, that's why I'm yeah. working and getting involved with the wrong people, keep my mind in a place that was at the time right, but now I'm older and I suspect it is completely wrong. Yeah. But that is the problem with now in modern day society the younger generations that are coming up that there is so many games and so many wrong things to get involved with. You know, sometimes you, just, you can't see out of it. No, of course, and it also comes down to your area. Yeah. So there's certain kids that live in certain areas and certain estates that will feel that, that, that their childhood is being prepared to go into that group, that's the end corner, do you know what I mean? And that's that's a big problem with mental health now, that there is so much pressure everywhere. Pressure. And that, was a, that was a big thing for me yeah because i started working you know i mean i was in college i was working part-time at tool station yeah um and i come out of that went on to be a manager of a restaurant and i've worked like i'm training jobs in between mm. um and i got really lucky to score an insurance job maybe about a year and a half ago yeah and that was all going really well and it was only until a year that my mental health really started to come out yeah so about a year ago from now my mental health went really really down here whilst i was working in this office job that i really appreciated yeah um but I allowed my mental health to get in between them. Mm. And that's why I got to a point where I was like, right, I've got to talk about it now. Yeah. And I've got to accept the fact that I'm wrong. But at the same time, because there was, because I had that perception of being a lad and being this person that people perceive me to be that yeah. I'm not, brush you know, off. It. Yeah, I, I was just expected to brush it off and crack on with it. And I wasn't, this is, I think this is the biggest thing with men's mental health is that because of the image that men are supposed to have of being the biggest geezer in the bar or being the mouthiest person or being the richest person and stuff like that, when that an obstacle comes... It makes you act like someone you're not. Yeah, when, when that when obstacle comes, you don't you don't accept it, talk about it and work on it, you just brush it off and think, well, I can't show weakness. Yeah. And that was my massive problem, is that people had this perception of me, and because so many people had it, I, had, I felt like I had to live up to it. had to live up to it. That I had to be the lad and I had to be this person. And being, the, being in the position I'm now where I live on my own and stuff like that, I regret being trying to live up to that expectation and be this like what people thought of me and be the lad and be the big guzzie in the group. Like, yeah. That I regret doing that because there's people that I love and I've really strongly loved and I've lost because of that. Yeah. And there's people that will live up that. Like, with mental health, it affects you in so many ways. Like for example, people will see me walking down the road and I'm not a big smiler. so mm. people will naturally assume that I'm either like really angry or I'm really down. And there's people that I've like, spent time with in the past that have seen that image of me. Mm. When I have my bad mental health problems, and that's the, now the image they've perceived of me. Yeah. And because I never opened up, because I never spoke about anything, Yeah. That's the image they will have, and mm. then I, as a, it's, it's upsetting as a person because I might never get the opportunity to prove to them that I'm not that person. Yeah. And that I'm actually this person now, and this is actually the real me, not the mental health negative me. Yeah. That like I am actually this person, but it's a shame because the longer we like kind of hide away well, our mental health and stuff like that more people perceive of you as a person. The harder it gets so and you it gets get away from it. It gets harder. I wish I had opened up a lot earlier. and mm. done things a lot differently at a certain point and didn't care what people thought and stuff like that. And I wouldn't have been in a situation where I've lost certain people. Yeah. Like we obviously lose a lot of people about having a choice, but there's certain people that we have the choice not to lose, but because of our, well, our mental because of our mental and state. Yeah. And what we think is right and wrong, it affects their relationships and yeah. we lose their relationships. Hundred
0: and ten. Well you you covered my next question. My next question was going to be, how did your environment affect your situation? But obviously, you've covered that um, very well. That's why I think it's important to just, like, absolutely unapologetically, just be yourself, mm. like ever. Because there's so many other people trying to be someone else and mm. trying to be this person, and trying to be that person. I'm, I'm a very strong image of that. Mm. I'm a very strong image of that. Like, when I, when I first joined
1: school, I remember I was a, I was a little fat kid and I didn't feel I didn't feel known in comparison to how maybe you and some of the other boys were known. Mm. So when I've come in and I've met you lot and I've seen you lot and you've all got these cool stories and these cool, cool parents and this mm. cool lifestyle and I've come in and I'm just like, well, I don't have that. So mm. from a young age, I lied and gave people this perception of me mm. to feel like I fit in. Yeah. But as a broader, I just I've I'm learned to understand that if you don't like that person that I naturally am, you yeah. don't have to be a part of it. Exactly. And people need to understand: that you don't have to please everyone, you don't have to keep everyone happy. Right? You have to be yourself. And people don't accept you for being yourself. Just don't adapt go. to it. Don't adapt to it. Don't
0: change for no one. Be yourself. Because life is far too short for that. Let it go. Life is far too short. And one thing I want to ask is: do you find people? Do you feel happier now that you are yourself? And have you found that people buy into you a lot more oh, 100%. than what when you was 100%, doing? One
1: hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I think that's important for the people. I've actually, I've actually learned more that
1: the more I'm actually just myself, and the more I just be who I want to be, the, the people better the people you attract it. and well. People accept you for that, and what you need to understand is, every time you're putting a, a false perception on yourself, and you're making yourself in an image that you're not, you're making it and to live to up. And when people me. get to know you, you're they're gonna know that that's not you. They're just gonna look yeah. onto you and be like, "Hold up." Yeah. Because I swear, and that's all, man, that's all I've done. I used to, I used to say these stories. I used to make up this stuff, mm-hmm. and I used to kind of. Big up this perception and image of myself, and then a month later they bring it up and I'm like, What are you talking about? Because I've been like, like it. Wait, what? Yeah.
0: And you're like, um... You're making it harder for yourself,
1: and then when people start noticing your lies and they start seeing the consistent routine, they'll just let you go. Sky- you know? So then, why are you going to put yourself in that situation? Like, I've lost a lot of people just because I've tried to be someone that I'm not, but then I've met so many more people that I actually genuinely get on with now, than myself. Yeah. Like, you find your
0: crowd by being your own person. Absolutely. You attract, I mean, you just yeah. attract like minded people. Yeah. and people don't want to buy into you then people won't buy into mm. you and i think that's great because then um, everyone that does buy into you is nearly almost a great friend mm. um, sure. Sure. It's, quite, it's about having more consistent best friends than having loads of little friends that you're not actually being true to yourself two to three friends like that you know if i call you up you're going to be there rather than having 50 friends mm. You talk to all these people and all of this, mm. all buddy buddy, it all looks good for for the socials and all that. But that's a big reason. Actually, you know, I mean, how long was I not on
1: social media for? Like years. 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 I've yes. come on social media for years. Like that's four or five years. Yeah, there was all these particular reasons as to why I did come on social media, but the biggest reason for it being was just like, get off. It's the. I promise you now, social media and modern technology is the biggest cause for mental health. Yeah. But, because but, for me personally, I'm looking on Instagram. I'm looking at people's Snapchat stories. And you get this image of people, and people will only ever post their best moments and they will see what when people they want, want to them see. to see. So I'm sitting there personally, for me, like I'm not made of money, I work hard of my money that I've got now, and I'm very fortunate to have my dad that has supported me in the past, yeah. um, and my sister as well, like they both financially supported me by DB, And I'm very lucky to have my own place now, and yeah. have my own income, and having a good job, and stuff like yeah. that, of course. So I'm very fortunate for that part. Do you know what I mean? Like in the past, I've never had that. No. I never had that. So yeah. when I'm sitting there seeing people going on all oh, these holidays and doing this that, and the other wearing this designer clothes, be like, I'm oh. sitting there going, kind well, of, oh, I feel bad. I feel bad on myself. I feel I'm, like I, I want to be you. That's the 1% that as well. But that's one. not that person though. You don't know, obviously there's also the occasional person that is that person. But, but the very reality rarely, people living that luxury life isn't what it is presented to be. No, man. So that's why I think, do you know, I want to come off it. And do you know, when I did come off it, I was better off for it. Yeah. So much better off for it because I wasn't sitting there comparing myself to this person, and that person. And another thing as well, social media
0: makes it easier for people to get to you. So when people start getting to you without it, you, you know they want to talk to you. Yeah, they know you care. And when you're, you when think. you're, I feel like when you're on it, you're very accessible. Mm. You post a story and someone could be like, yeah. Oh, I've, I haven't thought about Jimmy it in a while. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm
1: going yeah, you know, I've come back on it recently. I've come back onto Snapchat and I'm, I'm slightly on Instagram, but not massively. And um, I've only added you know, people that are considered ones I'm close to Because mm. I don't necessarily want everyone to see what's going on in my life. I don't want to see what's going on in everyone else's life, because come and experience it with me. Yeah. You know, or I'll come and experience it with you, or we, we meet up somewhere in the middle. Mm. Like, I don't want to just see what you're doing
0: via your phone. Like, I want to go and experience it myself. Yeah, man. And I think it's like, a lot of people are like, oh, social media is so bad, so bad. But social media is great if you use it correctly. Absolutely, no, I agree with that. If you misuse it, mate, you're in a downhill spiral. Mm. Like, if you use it correctly, mate, it can be so, mm. so great um, mm. for, for all aspects. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, but I, I, I just pray that people come to realise sooner than are mm. about it and how to use it and how to train your mind. Mm um yeah and just get around things mm. um moving on to my last two questions um these are quite like short and snappy ones mm-hmm. um first one what do you do the most that helps your mental health what sports. do you sports sports right? yeah. yeah, one question absolutely why, why do you think perfect. that is because you're active, for example, me and me
1: and yourself, we've set up this Addison Casuals football team, Mental Muscle Football Club. You know, if you if you're not keeping up to date with it, check out the Instagram, mm. got a YouTube coming and stuff like that. So myself and Cameron have set up a football team and we've got all our all players that we played with also from loads of boys from from far yeah. that haven't played the game for years or have been a big part of it for a long time. Got everyone together playing football and but I'm speaking to boys that haven't played football for five or six years mm. that are maybe not involved in the correct lifestyle. Yeah. And they're calling up, going, "I can't wait for this Sunday." Yeah. Like, if you set yourself goals, like for example, I've said to you, "I want to win a trophy this year." Mm. So me and you and I was sitting down, you know, week in, week out, going, "How can we do that? Yeah. What can we do?" it? Like, we're putting our mentality and our mindset into things that are positive. Mm. You know, a big problem like with me was that I was putting my all my energy into the negatives. Yeah. You know, for example, like my one of my favorite quotes is, "Don't let it yesterday ruin a good today. Don't let a bad yesterday ruin a good today." Mm. Like because that's a big thing like, obviously you meant that obviously mental health the biggest thing is overthinking. Yeah. Especially nowadays. Like, you know, for me for me personally, uh, I've had a lot of people say it's weird that I sleep with the T V on. Mm-hmm. But I sleep with the T V on because if it's completely silent, I'm a strong overthinker. Yeah. So I actually tell you on There's always ways to get around things and yeah. people don't understand that. Like, it's not a sign of weakness to do something different. I think it's you be that we've
0: been telling you weird for it. Like, yeah, that's my way of coping Yeah, it's not me, you know? it's just this is me. Yeah. I think that's the thing. A lot of people do a lot of people do it's because everyone's the same. Everyone's the same. So whenever someone does something a little bit different, everyone's a bit like, that, you're weird. Yeah, it's I'm just not like, sure. no, I'm not weird, I'm myself. It's like you're you're trying to be someone that you're not. Yeah. Um if you acted like yourself, yeah. someone's gonna call you weird. Yeah. Do you know what I
1: mean? It's just like then you shouldn't really care what anyone thinks no. about. It's, when it's just gotta yourself. But yeah, no, definitely what helps my right health? is definitely keep an active getting involved in sports and it's not even that, it's going out and doing things what what we do and going things for me like there was a gap in my life and my mental health was really bad. So what I'm now trying to do is just try and avoid doing the things that I was doing then. Yeah. So I do new things. Like i do like what would I say no to you three years ago that i do yes do no. Yeah. Or what would what would I have never thought of trying or doing as a kid that I'm willing to try now. Yeah. I like just doing all those different things, getting involved in school, getting a hobby, finding that thing that fascinates you. Mm. But no, hundred percent keep busy keep active. For me, you know what I mean? Without football, I don't know where I'll yeah, be. There's always people that, you know, certain ways in boxing or rugby, and obviously I'm very big on my boxing, and I've got a lot of things coming up, all my injuries about. Mm. You know, focusing on stuff like that, setting yourself goals, and giving yourself something to look forward to is always the best thing to do. Yeah, because there was a point in my life where I was unemployed for months. Yeah, for months and months and months, and obviously I live on my own. I'm sitting at the doors at the time. I haven't got no money. I'm just paying my bills. Uh, at a scratch, uh, scratching to pay my bills, but uh, with no money to go out and see my friends and go out and do this, all the time you're sitting indoors doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's not gonna that's not gonna have a positive effect on you, right. especially when you're an active person like you that know, that's getting out, that's meeting people and doing new things and mm. all that stuff. So yeah, definitely keep it active, keep it on your feet, keeping your, keep your
0: mind occupied. Yeah, 100%. Um Yeah, I couldn't say anything else, uh, by myself, to be honest with you. Um, Which leads me on to my last point, for anyone who might be watching this, whether it's one person, or a hundred thousand people, what's your one piece of advice for anyone who's struggling right now? Mm. Tricky one then. One, One piece, that's it. If I had someone Sitting in front of me now. You've so got someone you struggling. got someone right there. That that, that colder cat, monkey
1: that's on there. That golden monkey down there He right he's the just, he's just told me that he's struggling and I want you well, to. Well I can tell I'll tell you that you're alright. Yeah. The biggest thing with mental health now is that we get we, we question so much what's wrong and right. You're you're alright. Yeah, don't compare yourself to the next person that's felt like this or done this, you're absolutely fine. Just stay positive. Keep your mindset, keep yourself busy. And just keep smiling. Tomorrow's another day. Yesterday's in the past. You know, you're more than welcome to reach out to people like me and (laughs) talk. I didn't speak to no one for years and years and years. And then, like I said, my previous insurance job, I just my my stepmom picked me up, and I sat the car around and said, "I need help now." I said, "I can't do it." And ever since that, I've been on such a progressive, forward path. Mm. And I'm, I'm experiencing new things and doing new things that I never even thought about doing. And that's simply for the fact that I have reached out yeah. to people that I didn't even think would give me the advice that I needed to start Give you the time forward. of day, innit? Yeah, just, you're alright. I have so many people, like my, I've got my, a couple of my best friends, I won't name names, but a couple of my best friends sit there and go, I don't feel alright of myself. And I'm like, you're alright, you're yeah. fine. You know, stop thinking that you're not because you're absolutely fine. There's so many people that are struggling with so many things nowadays you are not alone. Yeah, it's just, just really like, right. yeah, Be the person that you least expect it not to be alright. Oh, that is alright with you. I tell you that, mate. Yeah. There's I'll so many people, a, a lot of mental health comes down to insecurities. Don't be insecure. You're a beautiful person inside and out in your own very own way. And everyone needs to understand that and everyone just needs to um, come together. There's too much conflict in the world it's in a bad place right now. Everyone just needs a shoulder. Give that person a shoulder. You know, don't, like I said earlier, don't percept an image. Of what's right and wrong. You be your own person and worry about what everyone else cares about later on. Yeah, there's for those that do have mental health problems, you're alright. Yeah. And it's it's temporary. better things are to come. Much better things are to come. You know, you're in a hard place right now, you're in a bit of a drought, you don't know where you want to go. You are fine and everything will
0: work itself out. I promise. I, I promise that. I promise. Um I've got nothing else to say. Um, I think we covered everything. Yeah. Um, I was very, very nervous about this tonight. Oh, mate, I Do you know, we'll do you know what I know? I think this will be the hardest episode for me, yeah? Is because... Uh, uh, genuinely, when I say this, any time anyone has ever spoke about what happened with Jimmy and his mum, mm-hmm. I'm always a bit like... Oh, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. And then I can't lie. There was a minute in that... That whole thing, When we've, that second question, oh, inside I'm like, don't do it. Lightly. Like, don't do it, I'm grabbing this, I'm thinking, Sorry. But, but at the same time, what it feels safe in
1: that is that it's alright to cry. Yeah, it's alright no, to let your emotions, cry. emotions out. I just couldn't, I just had out. to get this episode out. Even if you're, so you're like the biggest then. geezer in the room and everyone has this perception, you be yourself. If
0: you're a crier, cryer nothing wrong with it and cry your eyes out yeah if it makes you feel better cry your eyes out mm. Um. and smile after smile after cry your tears
1: smile after
0: and let today be another day and i think that's the perfect moment to leave it on. Yeah. um yeah by far i think that'll be the hardest episode for me but the most probably one of the most rewarding mm, i think definitely. it feels even now just that i don't know how long this has been going on for but mm. to talk about it and it just feels so yeah. much better yeah. um and it's nice to see progress as well i'm sitting here i'm smiling i'm happy
1: with my life i've got I've got good things down and around me got good things coming to me yeah but i never thought that was going to happen mm. so it's nice to see progress and we want to see it in you guys as well yeah. we want to hear your stories we want to see where you're going we want to see what you want to do yeah. set yourself goals even if it's not on camera even if it's not going out on, on the social medias,
0: just message us and have a chat. Like, yeah. We want to know what's going on with you people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to leave it there. Um, thank you so much to everyone who tuned into this, whether it's one person, like I said, or or millions and millions of people that might eventually see this. Thank um, you so much for tuning in. Uh, and thank you for trying to be a change of us, to be honest. Um, it's not easy what we're trying to do here and it's going to be a very bumpy journey uh, but I think one that's definitely going to be worth it um, and what no better way to start it with what a story, uh, what a man. Um, so yeah, please share this wherever you can, share this with all of your people, all your friends, families, cats, dogs, snakes, whatever tickles your fancy. <laughs> um, all the people watching this on YouTube, please give it a like, uh, thumbs up, comment and subscribe, uh, comment and subscribe. <laughs> um, definitely subscribe, if you found this useful, uh, let us know, I'll put both of our social medias in the platform, uh, in the description below, uh, if you message me on Instagram, he'll probably reply to you in about six weeks time, because he's a check-in, uh, but I'll be pretty responsive, um, and yeah, peace, over and out! <laughs>